Is more help on the way for the Auburn Tigers? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me, Daryl Daprich, Montgomery radio vet, hanging out with us. And then we'll be joined by Matt Sheehan, host of Locked On Spartans, for a very in-depth conversation about new Auburn quarterback, Peyton Thorne. But first, Daryl, Auburn has added a bunch of guys over the last week or so. It's been very, very fun. But you kind of get the feeling they're not done quite yet. And there's still holes. There's still questions throughout this roster. The most glaring to me still, despite adding Kayla Burton, is wide receiver, Daryl. Yeah, I, I full, fully expect there to be some more names that that come on to the Auburn roster from the transfer portal. Hugh Freeze said as much yesterday at the children's uh, golf tournament in Birmingham where he said, yes, we're still looking to add to the roster. Mm-hmm. There are obvious glaring needs, position of you know weakness in certain positions that I think Auburn will pursue. And so because of that, what happens is your quarterback comes and then the dominoes start to fall. I know we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. It starts to snowball. Even on the defensive side of the ball, people don't understand that and think, oh, why would somebody that's an edge – or a middle linebacker, be affected by the quarterback position? Well, it's all about competitiveness and a roster that's better to compete for championships. So it'll even draw, in my opinion, people from the defensive side of the ball. So let's start with the receiver here. I guess the big two that we're hearing is Jair Shorter, the the receiver from North Texas, Mm -hmm. and then the former Colorado receiver, Montana, Lamonius, Craig. Those are the two biggest names, literally, as far as guys that that, that are tied to Auburn that play wide receiver. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Craig took a visit to Arizona uh, after he did Auburn, and I kind of reached out privately to some people that were in the media there and cover Arizona, Yeah, and uh, they don't have a really good feeling about it. They feel like that ship has sailed. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just stating, you know, what – what I've heard kind of doing a little research. I love reaching out to people, see what they know. Sure. And they just feel like he's a a kid that wants to play in the SEC. Now, he might be telling people things that they want to hear, but I just think that Auburn will have, uh, you know, Arizona's got a good receiving room. Uh, They do. I mean, they got some good dudes coming back from receiver. And Auburn, there's a, a chance for playing time right away. There's a chance to get on the field. So I think that's, an advantage, and then obviously playing in the SEC and how many people they put in the league. I love the Jair Shorter kid that um, kind of emerged last week because of his size. Yeah. He's a kid, Zach, that went on the roster at North Texas as a freshman as a tight end. Converted tight end, 6'2", 218, but can flat out fly, takes the top off. Had an injury last year, very efficient. The amount of catches that he has, his touchdown to catch ratio, unbelievable. And uh, he's a big play guy. Big play receiver. We don't need a possession receiver. Auburn doesn't need a guy to get nine catches over the middle. We got, you know, Auburn needs somebody to take the top off downfield. Right. And I think Shorter's that candidate. Yeah, I definitely think position of need and then like the role within that position, Shorter kind of checks off right. those boxes. Yeah. And I think 
I think Montana Lamonis Craig actually does the same thing. I, I think he could be effective in that intermediate passing game. So we'll see. We'll certainly see um, if if they choose Auburn and if Auburn wants them. It certainly seems like shorter is more likely to come than Craig, but I still think they both. I still think they end up um, both strongly considering Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. As far as the defense, Daryl, I mean, we've talked about how solid this defense can be, and we heard from several people like close to the program and then just, I, I guess, obvious speculation about a potential safety coming, maybe adding a safety during this transfer window. And Auburn hasn't really been tied to any names, but an interesting one popped into the portal. I guess this was either yesterday or the day before, Daryl. Yeah, you're talking about the kid from Louisiana? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that Auburn would probably take one safety if it was the right safety. Remember, I was very high on Jalen Key from UAB, but it looks like that ship has sailed. He's probably going somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, McDonald leaves, but Jalen Simpson's a guy that moves from corner to safety. So it's like you pick up a safety in that scenario because we played at the end of the year last year at safety. I still think from a depth standpoint, one more would be really beneficial. And if it's the right one, you take them, especially if it's a safety that's really, really an elite tackler that can come yeah. up in the box and make that tackle on the running back. I think Auburn's good in coverage, you know, coverage safeties that can cover and get downfield, especially a converted corner like Simpson. You would hope he could turn his hips and get after it in the zone, middle of the field, but they need a, a guy that can tackle in space um, and at the line of scrimmage. And maybe that's this kid from Louisiana is that answer. Yeah. Can Pettis glue? Is how I'm going to, I mean, he's truly from Louisiana, E-A-U-X going on at the end of the name. So Auburn's going for all name SEC names, man. I mean, that's some nothing of these names, new. That's nothing right. new. Right? I mean, you got Rivaldo Fairweather, Zaire Shorter's a cool name. You know, Montana, Lamonius, Montana, Montana, Lamonius Craig. I mean, you got right. just, uh, and I always get the L and the M confused, but now I remember MLC. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to pick up one more safety from a depth standpoint. And if it's a guy that has a certain skill set that, like I talked about, can tackle in the box, let's get him. Yeah. Yeah. And then the North Texas linebacker. Nixon, I mean, everybody. Right. Yeah. What yeah, is I mean, his first every, name? Larry Nixon? Uh, I think that's right. I want to confirm. Yeah. I, I just, you know, all the, I, I just remember seeing his name a lot. Uh, look, North Texas has got some dudes. I mean, I, you know, they, watch some of the guys every time Auburn is linked to somebody I'll just go back and try to watch like I'll google them on YouTube try to watch their highlights and both yeah. of these guys have some nice highlights so that would be a good pickup for depth as well to play that I guess the Mike linebacker is where he would play right right yeah and I think that I mean that's the position group where you saw just a ton of rotation at that spot and so does that mean they feel good about multiple people? Does that mean that they kind of want one person to really step up and that hasn't really happened yet outside of outside of Austin Keys, the old miss transfer? I mean, that number two spot seems wide open, and I don't think they want to give it to Cam Riley. I don't think they're going to give it to Demario Tolan. I think he's going to be more of a game plan piece. Seems like Wesley Steiner has it right now, which is yeah. kind of crazy. But yeah, he's got is. the athleticism. Maybe some with some better coaching, he can he can figure all that out. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's um, I don't know, I, I I mean, he could he he could come in and play. I think 
And then probably another edge is still on the menu. Um, I, I've heard the Liberty Kid that we talked about maybe three weeks ago. Steven Sings, I believe, is his name. Good edge mm-hmm. rusher, has seven career sacks, played for Garrett at Liberty, so he's familiar with them. Um, it's my opinion that Auburn was shooting their shot with McLeod and Ukwu, and then if Ukwu moves on to Ole Miss or Missouri or whatever and they miss on him, then I think Steven Sings is a nice fallback plan for that other edge. And then you've got four yeah. that you can rotate for a depth standpoint. So, I, it, it, you know, I, this is just what I think. I think there's four more positions that are going to, you know, be added in the roster. I think you get two receivers, a linebacker, and then an edge. I'd like to add a safety, but that's the one I'm least optimistic about. That's probably the one where you have the weakest sales pitch as far as like pitching path to playing time. Yeah. Right. Cause true. I, I mean, I, I'm, we've kind of made the case with receivers and the edge spot and linebacker with, with safety. It's like, I don't think you're going to start. And uh, I mean, I don't think anybody in the portal at this point is better than, you know, the guys that you've got, but I think it's like, Hey, we want to play four safeties and you could be our fourth best safety. Like, I, I don't know if that's that enticing of an offer unless Somebody wants something else. You know, they just want to be in the SEC, or right. they've got three years left of eligibility, and they're like, "Okay, cool." You're not going to be the guy after Jalen Simpson leaves, you know, or something like that. That's it's why you have a, a better sh- pitch. It is, but I think that's why you have a better shot, Zach. You make a great point with a group of five kid, like mm-hmm. this kid from Louisiana, because you can sell him on playing in the SEC, and it, that it's a step up. And so maybe you need that acclimation period to come in and get some some reps, not start, but get on the field for some reps. And, uh, you know, a kid that's coming from a Power 5 conference, that's a tough sell. Yeah, yeah, you're certainly right. You're certainly right. All right, so Auburn lands Peyton Thorne. Why did he leave Michigan State? Let's get to the bottom of that with Matt Sheehan of Locked on Spartans in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. But, Daryl, we got to talk about our favorite tasty protein-packed treat. Mm. That is Built Bar. I love Built Bar. You love Built Bar. We all love Built Bar. Specifically, my favorite are the Puffs. You've had both as well, Daryl. I think you right. prefer the Puffs opposed to the normal bar. Is that true? I, Is that I true? I do. I absolutely prefer the Puffs. They're delicious. They're scrumptious. And they're covered 100% in delicious, decadent <laughs> chocolate. And uh, they're packed in protein. Most of the bars have about 17 grams of protein and uh, just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, which is low. Uh, that counts for keto, right, Daryl? You're doing that right now. It so. does. I mean, that, the protein helps with offset any kind of net. Car- it's all about net carbs. And I'll tell you oh, something yeah. else. You've mentioned it is filling. You you, you grab totally. that bad boy in the afternoon as a snack, and it, it it definitely curbs your hunger. That's right. That's right. Once I ate a built bar, wasn't hungry for a week. Wow, that's yeah. pretty. That that was a big puff. Big puff. <laughs> big puff. Head over to built.com. Use promo code locked on 15 L O C K E D O N one five for 15% off your order. Or if you just can't wait, if you just can't wait, head over to Walmart or Sam's club. If you're a member of the club, go there and also several different grocery stores throughout your community. Thank you so much to built bar. Once again, head over to built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and 
Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And joining us now for a little Locked On crossover action, Matt Sheehan, the host of Locked On Spartans. Interacting with all you Big Ten guys this week. How fun. I know. How fun. All right, so Peyton Thorne leaves Michigan State and then very quickly is tied to Auburn and all things happen very, very quickly. Yep. I guess what was your general response? And, and I know just from listening to Locked On Spartans, you saw this coming. But I guess like when the news started coming, what did you like? What was your initial reaction to all of this? Yeah, it was a thing where it's in hindsight, we should have saw this coming, maybe or not be so shocked because when it did happen at midnight before the transfer uh, portal window closed, it's like, oh my God, did not see that coming. And then you actually sit down and think for a little bit. Um, And yeah, okay, this guy is in his third year as a starting quarterback. He is now thrust into the starting quarterback battle, which I'm sure, you know, on the surface isn't the greatest thing in the world. And then, Mm -hmm. well, during that battle... Seems like 80% of this fan base is loudly rooting against him as well. So option A, okay, great. Come to a school where they don't even know if I'm going to be the starting quarterback. They're not convinced. The fan base doesn't really seem to want me with this thing. Or, hey, option B, Auburn's telling me how pretty I am. Auburn wants me to come down there, play some SEC ball. We get a fresh start. What would you pick, you know? I mean, so that's that's kind of why it when you really think about it, maybe shouldn't have been this big surprise, even though he was in the lead to start for Michigan State going into the offseason here. So that's the long and short of it here, uh, Zach. Yeah, Well, I, I mean, it always turns into this transfer portal era, and I guess you saw it with the pros a little bit, but I think college sports mm-hmm. are a little more emotional than, than the pros while we love it so much. But yeah. when someone leaves you via the portal, it, it quickly turns into, ah, we didn't want him anyway. And it's like, well, yeah. he did start at state for two years. And one year I think was pretty solid. I think everybody's happy with what happened two seasons ago. I would say last, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last year, I'm sure there's a lot of frustration all around it. I've watched several of the games from last season. I don't think it was all Thorne. Was Thorne perfect? No. But like, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on that, that, you know, Coach Tucker needs to fix up there. But yep. Uh, I mean, that certainly seems like that's what Auburn folks are hearing from Michigan State people. And I'm getting comments like, Oh, I'm so glad he's gone. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you can say losing this guy is like the best thing for your program. And I've heard you talk about some of the younger guys that there's a lot of excitement yeah. on. Like you get to go ahead and turn that page, but you're you're losing a guy with two years of experience. Like that's not a that's not always like that's not a good thing, Matt. Right. And so here's the way I put it is that if you lose your starting quarterback, a, a, an incumbent of two years. That could really decimate another program here. But, I mean, aside from all the fans that are actually very happy that Peyton Thorne is leaving because, yeah, let's not yeah. kid ourselves. There is a good faction that are just saying, sayonara, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, sure, is it great? Not necessarily, but, like, I don't think it's as devastating as it is for every other program. Okay. And that's not just, you know, Mr. Lockdown Spartan saying that. Like, you can see it with the reaction of the coaching staff, too, because they're not even looking for quarterbacks in the spring mm-hmm. transfer portal window. They're looking at Noah Kim. They're looking at Kate and Hauser being like, well, we're comfortable with it being one of these two guys. So, I mean, from that point of view of how far the drop-off is, might not be as bad as it would be in a lot of other programs, luckily. But with that said, like, 
the, the 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 floor was already pretty low to begin with here. It was not the greatest season last year. And I think just a fresh start is good for everyone. That that's what I've been parading like the last few weeks here is that this is good for all parties involved. It's good for Peyton, fresh start, new program, mm-hmm. a, a fan base that might be just like a smidge more patient with him than we would have this year. And then, well, for MSU's point of view, like, all right, let's turn the page, work on some future quarterbacks that have years of eligibility left, and let's just let's just all move forward and try to be happy with our lives. I agree with you, but it is kind of funny because, like, I love the Auburn fan base as I am part of it, but mm, patient sure. is not a word I would use to describe it. Yeah, as- I had to use that pretty loosely there, but yeah, I, I <laughs> right. It. I totally get it. I totally get it. All right, so we, we mentioned this a second ago. Two years ago, Peyton's first full year yeah. as a starter, I mean, I, I think every Michigan State fan w- was ecstatic with how things were going. 10 wins, or 11. 10 or 11 wins, remind me. 11, yeah. 11, 11. Yeah, 11. there we yep. go. We need to count all of those. And then obviously yeah. last year that was not the case. What happened? Not Eleven. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kenneth Walker leaving has been kind of tied to a big part of that, but surely it's more than just a running back going to the NFL, right? Yeah, of course. It, like Peyton Thorne wasn't to blame for having twenty-seven different starters on defense last year. Uh, Peyton Thorne is not to blame for having a kicker routinely miss kicks inside of thirty yards. I mean, Peyton Thorne can only do so much when it's a five and seven season. It's never one position group, let alone one guy here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like losing Kenneth Walker, it turns out, Zach, when you lose a guy that probably should have won NFL Rookie of the Year, that actually hurts you a little bit. But yeah, there were so many other factors that went into last season. Chalk them up as excuses or really, as we like to call them over here, reasons for just it falling apart here. And I think just a lot of defensive injuries didn't help. And also... Peyton Thorne referenced this too uh, in spring ball. He referenced it once last year that kind of flew over everyone's head. Like he did get hurt very early on in the season and that may have harmed his game a little bit. He was a little less active with his legs and scrambling. Later is that in injury season public, Matt? I've been told what it is, but I don't know if it's public or not. So I don't want to say it. I've heard leg injury. That's all I got for you. Okay. I was not, told, uh, I was told something different. So that that's interesting. It could be see, more than okay. one thing. I don't know. It, see, and, and that's the thing, too. That's the fun that we get with Mel Tucker here is that injury news up in East Lansing is more tightly held than anything that's like in the Pentagon. You know, like it, it, it is top flight certified. Sure. That's just it, it, yeah. So it's 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 tough to know what really is and is not going on here. But it was a tale of two different years. And the one thing that you know what? I'm going to I'm going I'm to spin this uh, table here. How okay. good's the run game down at Auburn here for you guys? Like, is, uh, is it a solid it, run game for you guys? It's expected to be. It's expected okay. to be. Um, the backs are good. I think there's still questions along the offensive line. Uh, the offensive okay. line was bad a year ago. Hugh Freeze has gone on and now got four transfers on the offensive okay. line. So, I mean, it That'll looks it. better. <laughs> but Jarquez Hunter is going to be a really special back. Damari Austin, Jeremiah Cobb's one of the best freshmen. He'll be one of the best freshman backs in college football based on recruiting sure. rankings. So, yeah, I mean, it should be good. And that's kind of what we're pointing at because mm-hmm. there's a stat that's going, around, going on around, you know, the Auburn sphere where, like, Peyton Thorne's stats when, you, when he had a 150-yard rusher in a game – it's crazy. It's crazy yes. how much different that is. And I think that's going to happen a lot this season at Auburn. And like to bring it back to Peyton Thorne, like the drop off from Kenneth Walker to the run game we had last year, I, it was like going from a Maserati to your 1990 Camry that only has three wheels on it. Like it was, we were atrocious in the run game last year. And that also reflected in the past game because two years ago in that 11 win season, I, Peyton Thorne was making a killing in the play action game. And sure. of course, like, it'd be ridiculous not to just point to Kenneth Walker being a massive reason for that. But if you have some semblance of a good run game, I think it's going to bring a lot of comfort to Peyton Thorne because last year, 
I think when he turned around to hand the ball off, I think he knew that this is not Kenneth Walker at all, actually. And, oh boy, I need to do a lot more. So I think he's forcing a lot more in the pass game because two years ago, I always lauded him for just how smart he was with the football, never threw it into trouble, was always just so cerebral. And last year we saw him stray a little bit away from that, and I I don't wonder. It really just seemed to be that, well, okay, he knew that he kind of had to do way more than he could, and that's how he got in some trouble here and there last year. So if it's a good run game, that's going to bring comfort to Peyton Thorne and your fan base, hopefully. Matt, I want to ask you in just a second what it like why Michigan State did this certain thing that didn't really make sense, especially after what you just said. I want to touch on that in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Matt, it seemed like Michigan State consistently ran the ball on first and 10 and then like second and eight. I mean, every game I watched from last season, that seemed to be a consistent theme. And then, I mean, we've seen this at Auburn over the past decade. Yeah, where it's like, right. all right, it's third and eight again. Like, you know, and everybody wants to jump on a quarterback, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we're not really helping them out here. It seemed like a similar thing. So everybody's kind of looking at Thorne's numbers because he dropped, like, I think it was like 600 yards from 2021 to 2022 as far as passing goes. His completion mm-hmm. percentage went up 2%. Yeah, right. But I don't think he was like a worse quarterback, Matt. Like, I don't think he regressed from 21 to 22. I just think like Michigan State had no business from a play calling standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, whatever it may be, as far as putting them in a situation to succeed. So why do you think they ran it on early down so much? Can I just say, I don't know. You can't see it in the side of this room, but there is a dent in the drywall, and that is for me banging my head so many times. Because, uh, look, the, the play call is very hit and miss. There are some really good games for offensive coordinator Jay Johnson last year. There are also uh, even more games where it's like, we do know Kenneth Walker is is not here anymore. Like, I just want to make sure we all know this because, yeah, man, um, when when an idiot like me can just point out what you're going to do every first down, like what mm-hmm. do you think the professional defensive coordinators are going to do? Like they they know what's coming in. It was just all too predictable last year and not predictable with the good run game because it's one thing where you can hand the ball to Kenneth Walker and he's going to get six yards no matter who knows if the ball's being ran. And last year where there was a lot of issues here. So, right, yeah, it's it, – Behind the eight ball is is one way to put it. Um, the second and eight ball, if you want to um, use that pun. But yeah, it's nice. That, that needs to get better this year too, man. The <laughs> second and eight ball, well done. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, well thank you. Well done, Appreciate Matt. That, that was yeah. so subtle. Yeah. I want to make sure people caught that. Well Just done. trying to be as good as you, man. You know, that, that's, that's, no, that's you're, you're way <laughs> past that. You're way past that. All right, so I guess the big question, and I talked to, to Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes, about yeah, yeah. yesterday because we were talking about one of the receivers that we added. Can he win? Can Peyton Thorne win in the SEC? Iron Bowl's at home for you guys, right? I mean, that that helps. Yeah. No, I yes, I think so because and and here is where I net out with with Peyton Thorne, and there are so many people that are going to take what I hear and think that I'm insulting him, but if he could just be that game manager, because that GM word like is is almost offensive to a lot of people, but no, really, like that is a compliment. Sometimes, sometimes all you have to be is a game manager kind of sort of was one two years ago and it seemed to work out great but yeah if he could just go back to the old Peyton where you know he isn't getting skittish out of the pocket way too quickly you know and I think a fresh face of new offensive linemen could possibly help that I think we had some trust issues last year between Peyton and the offensive line and if he can just go back to the cerebral all right it's second and eight I'm not going to throw the ball into a double team right now we're going to live to see another day here 
I, I think he can. Now, what is the threshold for winning down there, though? Are we talking like eight and four? Are we talking eleven and one? Like what? It's 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 how much it. I think it, I, how, I, how I mean this 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 is uh this is a rebuild situation, right? I mean, you just hired Figures. a new head coach. Okay. You know, Brian right. Harson left this roster in shambles. Auburn's pretty much flipped the entire offense. Right. Um, do you know with transfers or you know kind of guys that are growing up a little bit? So yeah, I, I think eight and four. I think most Auburn fans would be happy with an eight and four season right now. I I can see that. I really can because also like I, I do think Peyton Thorne is a pretty headstrong kid. Now whether this was all just window dressing, but like yeah. he is the son of a coach. He he knocked down every single cliche and also like in every press conference in the midst of a terrible season last year. Took blame for everything, never really pawned anything off on anyone else. So I think he is a headstrong person, which, correct me if I'm wrong here, might be a little important if you're a quarterback of an SEC team. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it is there. He just needs a good supporting cast. And by, you know, the, the remodel of the offense, the the roster for you guys, it seems like it. the bones are in place there for, for old Peyton. Yeah. How much of his success was receivers? I mean, you guys had a guy that was drafted high recently, then obviously Keon mm -hmm. Coleman. Um, which I imagine that was a tough weekend for you, and, and I apologize. Not, not, not the best. Oh no, it's it's okay. It's just why I haven't slept in in two weeks. It's fine. Um, you, you still look great. You still look great. Yeah, but, thanks. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, it's kind of just mean, hours of makeup before this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of his throws, Thorns throws to Coleman specifically. Yeah. I watched more of last year than twenty twenty one. Sure. But it seemed like more of his throws, like Coleman still like wasn't getting separation. Like it was still Correct. a ball placement thing. And then, you know, he wanted the, you know, the high pointing the football and all that. But yeah, to me, I mean, he's coming into a situation where like, I, I think Auburn's receivers need some help. Okay. Right. And the fact of like, he was able to throw to guys, even his best guy when he wasn't able to create separation is a good thing. And that was going to be the interesting litmus test for this year for Michigan State because it wasn't just Keon Coleman. It was also Jaden Reed, who just got picked in the second round by the Packers. And this will be Michigan State's fans' 9,000th time hearing this. But Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed, they went to high school together. So they had some pretty good built-in chemistry beforehand, which, you know, just the, the talent of both players by itself, pretty solid. But when they had that chemistry, like there were a lot of times last year where it's like, all right, third and nine. F it, here comes a grenade. Uh, Jaden's going to be down there somewhere. And then, like, that offense actually worked a, a, a good deal. It worked two years ago as well when there were some big yeah. throws that had to be made. So that was going to be the interesting part, should he have still been at Michigan State, is, all right, how is he going to do without old pal Jaden Reed? So it, that is going to be, uh, well, now a litmus test that is going to play out in Auburn. is like, all right, how is he going to do with a new room of receivers? Like, was it really just Jaden Reed that was carrying a lot of the magic? Or was that kind of overblown from our point of view? So I yeah, stay tuned to find out uh, how important receivers are going to be here for him. Yeah, because like I don't think they have a second-round draft pick that will be catching passes this year. And that's helpful, it turns out, yeah. Yeah. Second round draft picks are good. I know we all over hype. You know, if you're not a first round pick, you're a bum, but that's <laughs> right? not how it works. That's second not place, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, those guys make a lot of money as well. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I want to circle back to something you said about how he kind of got a little skittish in the pocket at times. Yeah. I was, when watching him, especially last year, I was impressed. I mean, he still did it some. Mm -hmm. But usually when he left the pocket, like there was a reason to. I was actually impressed with his pocket presence. Is that was that okay. not a narrative up there? It 
it depends who you ask, because that that is a, a highly contested debate. It's like, oh, he's well, got live legs; they're good. It's like, well, that is such a th- a razor thin line between being smart and good with your legs, but also the other end of that is you're a little too skittish. You're throwing off balance, and these are why the throws are inaccurate. So it's it is a razor thin margin between the, the two. Yeah, of well, I guess I'm asking you. Then, if it depends on who I'm asking, I'm gonna ask you. Well, I thoughts? think he bailed a little early here, uh, more times okay. than not. And I gotta say, some of that was justified because there were some offensive line issues here, whether it be injury, whether it just be performance. And I think that there were some trust issues here, especially like late into last year, where you watch these games, it's like, oh, I, why, why'd you, why'd you escape? You had a clean pocket. Oh, this is why, because probably the eight prior games. That would not have been a clean pocket. So, like, I think we're a little bit jumpy here, and I think that's an issue as well. But that's not to say that, like, you know, sometimes his legs are a strength. We saw it. I, I, I hate to keep going, but actually, no, I, I love going back because this was the happy times. Two years ago, I think he's a lot more smart. He got a lot more done with his legs in the scramble game. But, again, and that was the O-line better two years ago in your mind? Not really. No, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think there's much improvement. I'll, t- I'll tell you what makes an O-line look really good is a uh, second-round running back by the name of Kenneth Walker who wins the Dope Walker Award. He makes every offensive line look good. But no, even just the, the pass protection from two years ago to last year, it was it, it didn't change all, all too much. And I think that there was just trust issues, yeah, trust issues there, if I could use that again. Sure. Got it. Got yeah. it. And so, all right, so you, you think eight wins is possible for Peyton for so. this season? Okay. Yeah, and I just took a peek at the schedule a few days ago. I wish I had it rem- uh, memorized at the top of my head, but like it, it's it's nice. The you non-conference get those is games super there easy. Yeah, yeah, the, right. Yeah, you, uh-huh. you go to Cal. That's the toughest one, and I, I yeah. just don't have a whole lot of respect for where that program is right now. I mean, it's Same. on the road. It's weird. Right. It's two hours oh. d- different time zone. You, that that could impact it, but you get Vanderbilt yeah. on the road, so like that you should be at five. That's five right, right there. You get the two Mississippi schools, Mississippi State and Ole Miss at home. If you split those, like, you're almost there, Matt. Yeah, I know. And, like, you do have, like, Georgia this year. Am I, am I or am I making that up? You do yeah, have Georgia and Bama at home. Yep. Yeah. Okay, at home, though. So, like, Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. I'm, I don't, don't, don't know if you're going to go as far as saying you'll win. Yeah, you, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't you don't have to. Yeah, you can say maybe the say Iron Bowl. But like, against one of those teams, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I was going to go. Like you probably yeah. cover against one of those two teams. So yeah, uh, that's, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. We'll see what our friends at fans will have the line at, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think seven and five is at my expectation right now, but, but I think, yeah. if, I think if I you that? can kind of do something, you can totally do that. You can totally yeah. do that. But, like we don't know what yeah. A&M is, you know, you go to college station, I know. Like, right. That's a tricky one, you know, and it is, you know, they're, um, their offensive coordinator hire was certainly interesting. And so we'll, um, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. You go to Fayetteville, that's a, I mean, Auburn usually takes care of business in Fayetteville, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's a new right. era of Auburn football, but I don't know. I, I think eight and four is certainly possible uh, if things click. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of expecting seven and five right now. If I'm pinned against the wall and forced to make a prediction, I sure g- give me seven and five. Give me seven. But Got yeah, it. there's a lot of question marks there. Like, what is going on in College Station? Like, I, I don't know. I don't the only know thing you is that there's going to be two million fans there rooting against you, and that's just going to be a tough environment. To that's begin true. With, so that's true. Yeah, man. Matt Sheehan, if folks yeah. want to check out um, anything Michigan State Spartans related, where can they find you? Sheehan underscore sports locked on Spartans. And we need to get something from Auburn eventually here because I'll tell you what, like 2013, we beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game to give you the birth to the national title game. And Thank all you. that we've gotten in return is you guys just pillaging our village for our quarterback and also giving us a kicker that 
couldn't make a 26 yarder to go to a bowl game. Like we, we need a bone from Auburn here eventually. So if I you could put a good, good word to the people, I haven't. So yeah, if you can, uh, no, but I, I do like Auburn fans a lot. I, I really do. I'm not just pandering. I'm not blowing sunshine up your butt for no good reason. Uh, you we, can we pander. I'm here. cool with pandering. There's nothing wrong with pandering. That's fine. Yeah. That's I also fine. need to pander because we, we need something out of Auburn. So if uh, Hugh Freeze, I know you're listening right now. Like if you could just give us someone, like just anyone, like it'd be just great if you could. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what Thanks, I can man. do, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah, be you. sure to check out Locked on Spartans <laughs> and uh, come back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.